Oh, I'm sorry. I was about to either burp or cough. I don't know which. Lovely. Um, yeah. I'm sure that sharing that is really adding to what we're doing here. Of course. And also... Yeah, that's in the patch notes. Yeah. It was that important. Yeah. This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 40, Birthday in the Buff. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Lantonio. Found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh wait, wait a minute. What happened? Like you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Welcome to Smash the Stands and Fire Talk. Oh wait, no, I'm just kidding. Coming to you from the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 40 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Friday, May 17th, and I am your host, Nevik, and I am joined by my two co-joeys. Brasia, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. After a good power nap, I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's a little late over there. <laughs> We're recording a little bit later than usual. Almost but, midnight. I'm good though. Yeah. You you're gonna get your second wind and then and then you're not gonna be able to fall asleep at two AM and then you're gonna be like, huh, what am I gonna do? Oh, I think I'll play some WoW. Nope. That's what you're probably gonna do. I'm huh? doing Diablo until twenty first of this year month. Ah, uh, yes, because of the buff. Exactly. The an- yep, the anniversary buff. We are also joined tonight by Jen. How are you doing tonight? I'm actually doing okay. I'm a little tired, but I'm not, like, dying from allergies, so this is cool. Yeah, we are approaching the end of spring, although that doesn't really help you much. But... It helps a little, you know, a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was dying a little bit earlier, but that was because I was doing some yard work, and that's never fun. Well, then, Wait. yeah, you kind of put yourself in the middle of all the allergens then, so that's, yeah, not so good, not so ha- good. had a couple hives break out. That was fun. Oh, that's not good at all. Especially on the bottom of your foot. I don't know how that happens, but it did. It's because hives can appear anywhere. Yep. And then they can change location. Yeah. Such a joy. Yeah, so this is the Too Much Information podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lantonio, you have you are with us as well tonight. I am with us. Yes, and you weren't with us a year ago. You know, I, well, I was I was there in, in spirit because I was listening right from episode one. But when did I start again? Like we should have put that on the uh, on the list of oh, things that happened. What? I'm pretty sure I, I started on episode like three or four only. I I forgot to look that up. But while somebody else is tell is regaling us of what they've been up to, I will look that up for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, my interview episode I think was only like three or four. But anyway, I haven't really been up to too much. Just the basics. Play Diablo. Get stuff done around the house. Try not to get in too much trouble, even though it never happens. And tonight I have some uh, coconut rum and Pepsi Max to try to help me stay awake as well, because 
Even though I'm usually up past 10.30, for some reason today has been a long day. A lot of, uh, of too much to tell, arguing, and uh, you know what I mean. So That's never fun. <laughs> Not really, but you get through it. And that's what makes life a joy. But other than that, you know, just playing a little Diablo. That's about it. Nothing too crazy since the last time. Had a real fun time at the anniversary event and at the uh, previous Dead and Waiting, which is going to be such a joy to edit, being those. <laughs> you guys, yeah, you, no kidding. Anyone who's upset that episode 5 was only like you know, 50 minutes, fret not. Episode 6 is going to be about 3 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, the anniversary episode might end up being pretty decently long as well. I mean, you got a work cut out for us, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Maybe we should send those over to Sean. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sean already does too much. Yeah. He does a lot. I am not volunteering him for more audio. Y'all got to take that up with him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'll work on it. I'm, I'm actually thinking about starting tomorrow, doing an hour and a half, and then maybe in a day do another hour and a half so I can split up the time a little bit. Cause I don't think I can stare at that for three, three hours, you know? With oh, all, sure you can. Well, there's, just, there's so much potty mouth to edit, you know? You, just, you can tell oh, them. You, know, <laughs> you, can, you can tell them. You tell them. They just, they just get into their game too much. You know, game nights are hard. So, And just so anyone's listening, I really apologize if I miss a couple. I'm going to try my best to get them all. But I'm going to... I don't think I'm going to use Jamie's... Bah! On that, because it'll just be way too much. I'm gonna have to put something new into there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get one of your uh, your drops, like your coin or your harukin or something like that. <laughs> mhm. So uh, I think you joined us in episode 17, which is one of our more popular episodes. Was it that far in? Really? Yeah. It doesn't yeah, seem like it, it was that far in. We interviewed you in episode 12. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was much sooner than Same. that. Same, it felt like much sooner. Yeah, yeah. Episode seventeen, malpractice insurance costs thirty-seven k. Was that the first? Uh, I remember it that. Seems like there was more than that, but oh, well, it's no. been it's been great ever since, right? Yeah. Episode sixteen was a uh, boss guy drops stuff we like, <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we're almost coming up on your anniversary with the show, Lantonio. Oh yeah. That's, when is that's when's that gonna be? When's my start then? Do you know like what, what was the date? Did you say? Uh, June eighteenth. Oh, so I'm gonna have to have like an anniversary special on June eighteenth for me. Yeah, although <laughs> I, I can't promise that I'm gonna do too much because my wife's birthday is two days after that. So. Well, that's two days. There's a lot of birthdays time. this month. Holy cow! Yeah. So let's get you guys into aren't sick what of me yet, have, are you? Um. <laughs> Especially when I interrupt you when you try to get into well, something else. Well, according to Jesse. <laughs> yeah, we hit, don't worry. Jesse and I, we talked. Man. It's, I think we're, it's all good. It's all good. No, it just the whole the whole animosity, made up animosity between you and me, oh. Antonio. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking <laughs> about the, the other little thing. No, no, no. no. <laughs> not, not about that. So let's get into what we've been up to in-game. Um, I don't think any of us filled any of this out. No, so, uh, I, th- I can tell you what we've been doing, though. I'll fill it out as I talk. How about that? Uh, well, I guess I'll start off. I don't start off all the time. Um, unfortunately, I don't really have too much interesting to talk about because uh, I've been pretty busy. Um, I mean, 
we did the anniversary show, which then there was a miscommunication. I had to go pick up my kids when I thought my kids were going to be dropped off. I was like, oh, oops, I have to go. <laughs> That's great. But, um, no, I, uh, I spent, true to my word, I spent most of my time on my softcore wizard. I do believe last show she was at, what, Paragon 62? Just earlier today, I hit Paragon 66 with her. And that, that seems to be going pretty good. I've been playing at, um, usually at about MP4, but I decided to bump it up to MP5, and I have no problems with that. Occasionally I'll die, but, you know, what, what can you do when you don't have as much defensive um, capabilities as you once did? <laughs> but uh, You get more DPS. Yep. Yeah. Well, she's she's borderline 200k. Wow. And I'm surprised you're not even in a higher MP in that case. Well, I could probably handle higher, but it wouldn't be quite as efficient. Yes. Uh, there'd be there'd be more deaths, and that's not that's not efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I can only occasionally will will I die, and that's usually if I get vortexed <laughs> or trapped. What kind that's of build are you fine. using nowadays? I'm still using Electrocute and Blizzard. I I went I tried Archon, and for some reason, my Archon build just wasn't quite as um, durable as it used to seem. So, but then again, I was doing Archon, you know, at MP1 and MP2 back in the day, and uh, trying Archon at MP4, <laughs> you need a little bit more DPS to make it a little bit more, mm, I, I guess, quick, right. more fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm still using my Electrocute and Blizzard. It seems to be better than my Archon, which at least at the higher MPs, which is interesting. Um, I did switch over to an Archon build. We um we I joined. Let's see, who did I play with? Uh, I played with Rillandoon and his friend. Um, trying to remember his name, Zakad, I think. And who else was in there? Mach one. And we were running, uh, well, Rillandune, I guess, was the party leader. And at first he set it up to MP6. I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> What's your DPS at? <laughs> and he was like, uh, it's at 36k or something, or maybe 60k. I was like, um, we should probably drop this down to MP3. I, I'm only capable of doing about 200k. I can't carry <laughs> at MP6. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I don't want to die constantly. <laughs> So I switched over my, my wizard to try Archon in a group build, and it was fun. It's so nice being able to stay in Archon for a reasonable amount of time in a multiplayer game. So that's a lot of fun. Let's see, other than that, I haven't had any really decent drops. I did have another IK chess piece drop, and it was pretty terrible. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just hold on to this for you know a listener. Or maybe for Jen, if she doesn't have an IK chest piece that, or... I'm trying to remember. I know somebody gave me some. I think I think it might have been a chest piece. I'd have to check. And let's see, what else What else did I find? I found, um... I found Manajuma's whatever that mojo is. I was like, oh, of course a Manajuma's is going to drop for me. You know? And then, what else did I have? It's I had another. You get back on the witch doctor, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's a sign. Chance. Yes, that's <laughs> what you should do. Right on. <laughs> yeah. I also had another witch doctor legendary drop for me, and I was like, 
It's like, come on, game. Yeah. The game like, is taunting you. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to play my witch doctor. Gimme, 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 gimme. She's still well, in hell, and that's where she's going to stay. Aww. Aww. If she doesn't end up in the delete bin. Yeah, that's right. Jealous. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I, I have tons of keys if anybody wants to do some Ubers runs. I mean, I have tons of keys and a decent amount of machines. I think I have, like, nine machines and enough keys to make another six or seven machines. So Been saving up a little bit, have we? Well, you know, when you're <laughs> just when you're just farming. Yeah. And, oh, that that's one thing that I did want to bring up. I absolutely love the monster density changes. They are amazing. There are a few areas where I'm like, oh, they didn't do anything here. Or they didn't do enough. <laughs> it doesn't feel as great. In my opinion, I think every area should be just, you know, loaded. I mean, absolutely loaded with monsters. Just like everywhere. You know, just everywhere. Just make it make it wall-to-wall -wall monsters. Okay, well, maybe not. But, uh, <laughs> I think that would be amazing, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did see that um, Blizzard is holding true to their stance that they didn't want to include monster density changes in other acts because, you know, they didn't want to overwhelm a new player. And then I was like, well, why would a new player enable monster power, you know? Yeah. They did talk about having a checkbox, too. And by the way, you said acts other difficulties, I'm assuming you mean. But uh, I'm they did say about adding up a, a possible like a checkbox and the options to add more monster density in the normal nightmare in hell as well. Yeah, that reminds me. I need to um, dig up the link to the interview that Archon the Wizard had with Wyatt Chang and Travis Day. That was pretty good. I, I mean, I listened to a lot of the Travis Day part, but then I had to get off. But and I'll have to. I'll probably have to go in and. Watch yeah, wouldn't the it be great if demand. we could get an interview? You know. Yeah, maybe, maybe nice. not necessarily with a developer, <laughs> or or maybe a developer. You know, we we could talk with Wyatt Chang because evidently he spent he, he spent the majority of his time working on the uh, social feature improvements, and I I would love to talk to him about the social features. Yeah. What I heard, I don't know how much you listened to Travis Day's talk on Archon stream, but I really like him. He sounds like he has a lot of really really good ideas, and just the, the fact that he came on after Diablo was already made. I kind of like too because he's more about you know getting all the stuff that needs to be changed to make it good again good and his opinions on legendaries are just awesome he, I mean, he literally wants every single legendary to do something in particular so mm -hmm. that that I mean if that's ever possible because I, I don't know as many legendaries as there are if they find something cool for everyone that would be really yeah. exciting yeah yeah it would be pretty amazing if there were some legendaries that could take you know those really underused s skills in the wizard's repertoire mm -hmm. and make them viable oh my goodness it'd be so cool i also heard something that really makes me happy and i did hear travis day say that plans to have um items like quivers not have anything rolled but decks on them as the main stat so having like for instance a quiver with 500 strength or whatever it is you know 300 150 whatever it's not going to be that way it'll always be a dex main stat whether it's high or low and same with you know uh, wizard wands and class specific gear only rolling its main stat to what it needs so 
That sounds really good. That would be smart. That'd right. be a lot more efficient that way. Because he says how he likes. Because if it's the only class that can use it, you mm-hmm. know, if that's the only class that can use it, why not make it the stat that the class needs? You know. Right, and with with the randomness of the whole effect is how he said why they went that way to begin with, but it's just it, because it's too random. You're more often than not getting the bad, so you could still make it random with having bad main stat rolls, but still having the right correct main stat. You know. Yeah, I I would still love to see. Um... Uh, cra- uh, the crafting system moved more in the direction of what uh, the now defunct 38 Studios did with uh, Kings of Am- Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. The crafting system in that was just pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I-, I explained this a little bit, I think, in pre-show for our anniversary birthday suit challenge. But uh, basically, uh, it was where you'd break down an item and it would break down into a bunch of different components. And say you broke down a fire, you know, a weapon that had fire damage on it. The main blade would have, it would have a chance to break down into a component that would add fire damage when you recraft another weapon with it, and you know, so on and so forth. That would be pretty cool. It, it would make crafting a little bit more interesting. So, if any of the developers out there are listening, you know, go check out Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. I, I imagine you can pick it up pretty cheap now. Probably. (laughs) Such a shame. I liked that game a lot. But, um, okay. Let's let's move on. So, Brazia, what have you been up to in-game? I've been just doing a bunch of leveling now that I'm taking advantage of that 25% buff to uh, experience in Goldmine. And which which class did you decide to go with? Uh, let's see. You've got my Monk up to 50, got my Barbarian up to, like, 43 or something like that. And actually, no, I think higher than that. And then also got my Demon Hunter up to like 38 now. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so I'm moving them all along. I just, I'm trying to keep using the same, like, really good gear. At level 44, I have some DPS items that basically jumps my uh, DPS by about like 15k just by putting on the, the weapon. Oh, so, yeah. So, so just... I, I kind of like, you know, get them up to struggling up to that, and then all of a sudden, boom, I'm blowing through the rest of everything. Yeah, and the nice thing is you can pretty much um, play while you're asleep. You can just face roll on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because <laughs> we know how much I need to do that. I was going to make a hardcore character after I died the other night, um, <laughs> and I just realized, I'm like, wait a minute, I just died. I'm kind of tired. It's almost midnight. Oh, no. I either I, I'm going to then create hardcore pumpkin and she's just gonna die before midnight mm. oh you so. know what that, I'm, I'm sorry Bridget that reminded me my barbarian that I ended up rolling for the birthday suit challenge is still alive and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna turn her into my alt uh, my alt character and I named her in in honor of Lyra's, uh horrendously cryptic tweet Newt so Newt lives how far did you Newt. end up getting that night anyway we we got past the skeleton king, and I think we went out to the fields of misery, and that's where we stopped. Probably a good choice. Yeah, <laughs> that's about where the deaths start getting very easy to happen. Yeah. So, Brasia, so you're focusing most mostly on the monk right now, or, or are you basically doing as you always have with your altaholism and? <laughs> And you know, playing a couple levels and going, yep, time to move this gear to the other character. Pretty much that's what I'm doing. But I think uh, I'm gonna get the monk up next, and then jump down to the barbarian, and then a demon hunter. 
Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun, actually, with the monk. I'm, like, zipping all across the uh, screen, just jumping from one month spot to the next. But I've noticed, though, you're exactly right. There are certain areas that I can tell the difference in the density, and uh, it just makes the game go so much smoother and faster through those areas. And the, uh, the experience is pretty nice right now, so I'm enjoying that. I'm having some fun with it. Yeah. Have you found anything decent while farming, or, well, leveling, I shouldn't say? Um, not really. The strange part is, like, I'm still, like, I found a couple of legendary items, but they're all low level, so, like, 37, whatever, or 25. They're really not even an upgrade. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's almost like I found most of my upgrades with my Witch Doctor while leveling, and then nobody else is picking up any upgrades yeah. as they're leveling, so it's kind of like... Uh, at least that's why I'm, I think, I'm still stuck with the moving one set of armor down to everyone else. That's where my conspiracy theory comes of that each character have a, has an RNG role of how good a drops is going to get. Because <laughs> I swear <laughs> certain characters get so much better drops. Like when I had Crixus in Hardcore, I was finding legendaries like crazy, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he dies, and my new guy doesn't find anything. Yeah, may like maybe nothing. it's a combination of um, <laughs> the characters that you name your character, plus the time stamp of when you create that character. Maybe that's your your loot seed. Right. <laughs> plus the rising of the tide and the position of the moon. Mm -hmm. And whether or not Mercury's in retrograde, gotta have that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And now on, I'm only creating characters on a full moon, and um, when I flip a quarter and tail side up, that's it. There you go. That that should work perfectly. That's a, that sounds like a realistic way to go about doing things. Yeah, and, and don't forget that you always have to face in the direction of Irvine, California. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> and also, I gotta say though that hardcore uh, gaming night that we had with uh, to celebrate Diablo's one year birthday mm -hmm. was uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I had an absolute blast. You know, and I don't care. I'm the second person that died. Whatever. But, you know, it's only because I was taking one for the team. I took a mace in the face by uh, the... Skeleton King. Skeleton King. <laughs> no, Lantonio oh. could live. That's what it was. Yeah, I'm sticking to that story. What, well, what, what really happened is I saw I saw Brazier getting hurt. I'm like, well, I'm definitely not going to go fight anymore because that way if he dies, <laughs> I, I'm one step ahead of the goal. <laughs> I was right. It is your fault. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I am going to openly admit that when we were fighting the Skeleton King, I was like holding off doing anything hoping <laughs> everybody would die. Oh my so gosh. you were pulling a root then. Uh, oh, it was pretty funny. But then, like, Bridge again. That's it. I'm, I'm kicking right. Antonio out of my game next time. <laughs> like, alright, Bridge is down. One to go. Or two to go. And then Torek lives in Scale. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I keep playing. <laughs> Because <laughs> if they would have died, then I probably would have just killed myself. Because, like I said, I was trying to like rush my my guy, but I didn't want to look too obvious, you know, <laughs> give up. Right. But <laughs> then I ended up making it all. We played for like what another two hours after that until we got. Oh together. gosh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was gone for almost an hour, <laughs> and then I, I came back. I still think that was just some kind of kind of scam. You know, oh yeah, because really I didn't want to die. Nevik was in my team to begin with, and uh, yeah. Somehow he magically got out of that. <laughs> ah, see, now I'm going to blame Nevik, too. See, Nevik, you made me die. You weren't even there, and you made me die. Well, it's always my fault. Just remember that, everybody. Always Nevik's Oh, Nevik's no, it's fault. Antonio's fault, but that's okay. Or, actually, you know, it's always Rillandun's fault. Aw, it's not even Rill's fault this time. 
Oh, but it always is. Really? E even That's, if it isn't. I can't believe Rillandu lived after the uh, live, um, his live music, you know. If you were there when I did that. <laughs> well, you see, the secret is, he doesn't really hate Neil Diamond. Mm -hmm. I think he actually, uh, in turn, likes it. That's why he brought it up, so that we'd play it tonight. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> shenanigans real. Shenanigans. So, Jen, what have you been up to? Actually, kind of a lot. Um, I guess I haven't been playing that much more than usual, because I've been getting a lot of work, but um, what I've done in-game is kind of cool this time around. Last time, uh, Sean and I were trying to get the characters that we rolled on launch night through the entire Act 1 of Norm, or the entire, all the way through Normal, Act 1, 2, 3, right. 4. We were in 4, I think, the last time uh, we recorded, and we were really, really close to finally like getting to fight Diablo. And that's where we left off. And it was like, oh, man, you know, that close. Um, well, we finally got back in there and uh, fought Diablo and took two tries. And so now uh, 37 and Smash's Stands and Fire are officially in Nightmare. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we got them there before anniversary night, you know. Because we just, it just felt like, you know, we've rolled these two on launch night. We really should at least get them through like normal. You know, that would be a good idea. So we did. So we're really happy about that. And um, I know I'm going to keep playing. I think Sean is too. You know, we kind of messed around with uh, Nightmare a little bit, but didn't have a whole lot of time after that to really like go into the game too far. But we did that. And the other cool thing I did was, of course, the, uh, the hardcore event that we were all a part of, which was the very first time I've ever played hardcore, ever. Yeah. So, what a way to start, you know? <laughs> Best way. <laughs> mm-hmm. You may as well make it memorable, you know? So, yeah. And jumped in. Didn't even know if I'd have time that night. Just jumped in without even telling anybody I was going to. And uh, had to roll a monk, which I have almost no experience with. So, <laughs> that was kind of like, okay, I'm going to die right away because I don't know what I'm doing with this class. But uh, I, really I think the last time I really... I like the randomness of it. It kind of added a you know little extra to it. But man, when I had that, I'm like, that's the one I don't know. I, the last time I really, really played a monk was during the beta. So <laughs> it's been a while. There's been some changes, you know. Um, but it was really exciting. Like, I've never, ever, ever done hardcore. So the whole time, I think, I think by the time I was done, I realized I'd tensed up, like, my arms and my legs. Like, I'm really going to go fight zombies, you know? <laughs> and I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even realize it until I died. And then I'm like, oh, wait, why am I all tense? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is, it is way more tense when you realize, wait a second, I can't just die. Yeah. You know, it's not like you can just start over right there. You can know? you see like, the addiction yet, Jen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even Probably play gonna be doing anymore. That. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, it for nothing. I mean, Uber's... Yeah, well, I know fun. I'll still... I'll still play softcore because I want to get, you know, my, none of my characters are level 60 yet, so I want to do that. You oh, know? yeah. Well, I can see you have plenty you know. of reason to, to go through and get the experience. Like, if I hadn't gotten at least every guy through 60 yet in softcore, I probably would have never switched. But, see, the whole reason I, like, me and Jamie went into softcore is because, you know, we were getting bored with softcore. Like, there was just... Every time we did Final Legendary, it, it was worthless and it just kind of felt a little mind-numbing after so long when you get to that point that is you know, and before then yeah it's cool because you still have more to strive for but right and there's still achievements point, i yeah. haven't gotten yet and mm -hmm. you know stuff like that so i'm gonna do that and i want to get like i know there's an achievement for getting two 
of each class to 60. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there is. So, I mean, I want to do that, you know. Um, but I will probably roll another hardcore at some point, um, <laughs> whenever I can, you know, to get in there. But I'm probably not going to do it exactly like we did a launch dine at MP10, where you can't use any armor. You know, it's just a <laughs> oh, bit, on, it's a bit much of a challenge, you know. And I don't know. I'm kind of worried that like the intensity of that night, with all those limitations on what you can do and what you can't do, that made it tough and really fun for that night. I think I'm going to like play it you know, a little more normal, actually using armor, maybe not doing MP10, and I'm going to be like, oh, okay. You yeah, know? It almost kind of <laughs> makes MP10 worth it, though, when you do it like that, and you realize we got, I mean, at least Sniper and Jamie, more than halfway through Act 1 with only a weapon. So you, it kind of shows that the little, you know, how much gear you don't need to probably beat MP10 normal Act 1. You know, if even a white piece, you could probably, I wonder how far we could get with just whites, even. As for armor, because I mean, after a certain point, it was a one shot without any armor, but it didn't feel like it was that hard. At least not to kill. Not getting hit was harder without the armor, but it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's I think what got me. Yeah, that might be a neat thing to try. Because I figured I figured I'd die right away. Um, my character hit level ten. I'm like, wow, that's surprising. And then we we got the skeleton skeleton king. And right before we were about to fight the Skeleton King, that point in between where, like, he summons all those little skeletons, and then the gate opens and you can get into the, the real fight, right about then is when my uh, mouse kind of died. And I'm going, yeah. oh no, oh, oh yeah, no, you know, I'm just, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that was frightening. I've, I guess this is a glitch that happens, but the mouse was functional, but the cursor was invisible. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And I've never had that happen before. And I'm like moving the mouse going, where's the cursor? And then I figured out, okay, I just can't see the cursor, but it's there. And part of me is going, well, maybe I can just, no, 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 bad idea. (laughs) So I went and had to mess with that to fix it. That was, that was really like, oh my God, we're about to fight the Skeleton King. And I think I never expected I'd get the character that far at all. And we're right there and technology fails me, you know, I'm like, no. I did find but, uh, that cause yeah. I actually had done a run by myself and I didn't get nearly as far as with the group. So like having your group there to help other people not hit you or not take as many hits by so many guys was a huge factor. Because I think I, I, I had mentioned a little bit that I had tested a little bit and we weren't going to get very far because I didn't get, I don't think I made it back to Tristram, when I, but I wasn't trying very hard. I just kind of went really fast and see how far we would get. But I was getting, like, one hit pretty quickly early on by myself. So that's one of the times where having a group really made a difference, I think. Yeah. You yeah, I can, can see where having a group those, is helpful. Some of the focus of the monsters away from you and right. spread the damage a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I was like I said, I was playing a monk. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really have a ranged attack at that point. And, um to get not only past the Skeleton King, but farther on, like, I think we were heading towards the Sunken Temple when I got killed by one of these skeleton archers or something, because I couldn't get out of the way, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fun, though. You know, and I was waiting, like, I know all you guys have said, oh, wait till you get your first hardcore death, and you're gonna be like, oh... (laughs) You know, and all sad and everything, and I think I just had too much adrenaline to be sad. I was just like, what? Okay, I'm dead! (laughs) You know? (laughs) That was it. It's um, a little bit better cool. when you, you know, the first hardcore death of a guy you don't want to die. Um, like, on our hardcore challenge, you kind of assume eventually you're going to die. 
you know. Yeah, it's kind of the point. It's yeah. like attrition who can <laughs> right. last the longest. So, so I figured everybody's gonna be dead by the end, you know. Right. So that's not a big deal. But once you get get a guy to sixty and die at any Paragon, it hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. Hmm. Yeah. I I do I do want to get back to my hardcore wizard, but it's just like I don't. I, it's like ugh. I I kind of hope that the itemization changes will come come back. Or will be in the game by the time I get get to Paragon seventy. I know they won't be because I'll be Paragon seventy pretty soon. But I'd almost rather you die with your cell phone with us so that you'll start playing non cell phone with us or something in <laughs> hardcore than <laughs> take any longer not playing hardcore because I guarantee you'll. I mean I don't know. It's it's probably easier for you to go back to softcore because you know you have to sit and grind and you get you know a little beat or worn out of it you know yeah but exactly once you do it and see the economy of the auction house how much better it is for instance and just how good it feels to find any legendary even tomes of secrets it makes it so much better so i mean i, I get excited when i find a tome of secret so that's why i like hardcore so much more and then yeah you know caring about your character a lot and being able to say hey i've never died is pretty nice Eventually, I'll get there. Eventually. You'll get there. So, Lantonio, what have you been up in game? Up to in game, I should say. Well, if you remember last time, I said I got a, a monk to level 60, and as soon as I got to level 60, I was all excited. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to make a Tempest Rush build, and Jamie borrowed me a couple of his guys and stuff, and I realized before I switched all my gear to MF and scattered all my gear that I could possibly do a little bit of Infernal for. I never upgraded my Templar or any of my other followers. So I had a little mm, 59 mm-hmm. Templar that I couldn't put my Sunkeeper on. And I was like, ugh. So I had to figure out a way to get my, <laughs> you know, be able to run some Inferno. So I ended up borrowing some gear from Jamie again because luckily he still has his gear from his old monk. And I used my his monk gear to zap through uh, a couple all my followers to level 60 so I could play back. But... Uh, what I'm doing now and what I've been doing is trying to find some uh, Leoric Signets um, in my spare time and then doing a little bit of paragoning with uh, my Barbarian. I haven't found any Legendary since that Triumphant that I found last time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, I, I have found some Legendaries and and Normal while I'm doing my Leoric Signet runs with the Tempest Rush, which is amazing to do it with compared to the Barb. It goes so fast. I've actually done like two runs during the show so far. And it, it's great. I really like how fast it is. I got about, with the anniversary, I have over, I think I'm at over 500 MF. Yeah, I'm at 503. Oh my goodness. 503 MF. I'm finding legendaries like crazy. Of course, none of them are a ring. But when it comes to like good legendaries and Infernal and stuff, I haven't found anything. Which, I don't know, I haven't really done a ton. I've been trying to not stay out of trouble, not playing too much too. Right. But... You know, it's hard, but, but I mean, won't it be so much better once we finally do have the itemization changes in the game, and then you can find a Leoric Signet in Inferno and have it be worth something? Right, and that's when I'll probably won't ever do these runs again. But I kind of like it, you know. I got Jen was talking about having two of every character level six, and that was kind of what I wanted to do as well. And I only have the Wizard and the Witch Doctor left in Hardcore to get to sixty. And I kind of want to do those right away, but I kind of don't. So what I, I'm deciding, because I don't want to get burnt out doing um, nine more runs of uh, all the acts, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm gonna try to find a Leorix, and then my next goal is gonna, because I'm not gonna sell this one this time, I'm gonna keep it, whether no matter what it is, and then I'm gonna, after I get to 60, I'll sell it with my other two characters, but then my next goal is gonna be to get a Hellfire Ring, which, by the way, after hours of doing Act 4 rounds, I finally found the Infernal Machine plans off Necra and MP1. Nice. It took forever. Me, Smitty, um, Ninepad, and uh, Jamie was listening, but he wasn't with us. I can't remember. I think right. my, my friend Hypocrisy were, were all running Act 4, and we did it for about five hours straight of never finding it, and I was just getting oh, so like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Like, every time I'm doing, all right, this what, time what I've got What MP level were you guys running at? We did a few MP2s, but mostly MP1. Oh, uh, yeah. And what really was driving me nuts is every other person in the game, like, for instance, Ninepad, found it three times, two or three times. Oh, jeez. I can't even, I don't know how many times uh, Smitty and Hypocrisy have found it, but they already had it anyway. But, of course, once you have it, it drops like crazy. And, yeah, of course. But it was, like, 1.30 in the morning, and I'm like, all right, I'm beat. I've had way too much to drink. I really don't want to get killed doing this because, you know, A4 is really no joke. You know, them angels and mm-hmm. are nuts when they come at you, especially bad pack. And we've already had a few close calls because, you know, it's testy. But when you have, you know, some better players, it's it's nice to keep you safe. But we got to the point where, like, all right, seriously, if I don't find it this time, I'm done. And we get to the end, and I see the plants drop. And I was like, alright, I'm not even going to pick this up. One of you guys dropped your plans. This is fake. I can't believe it. The last one, finally. And I was like, no, I didn't drop my plans. I didn't drop my plans. Oh, man, that would have been so cruel, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. We oh, talked wow. about how cruel that would be. Because I was, like, getting so burnt out by doing it that I wasn't, I was going to give up. I mean, because it's not like I'm in a hurry to use my Inferno machine. I just wanted to have it done. You know, it was, like, my goal. But I finally found them. And I got two Inferno machines made so far. And all I need is, a, I believe, let me see, a Tiki. And I'll have three of them. So, I have my chance, uh, depending on whenever I want to test it, to get my first Hellfire Ring in Hardcore, which I'm pretty excited about. And if I do it myself, without any help, I'll probably do MP3. You know, well, with a group, but, I mean, without being totally brought through it with someone else does all the work, you know? Right. Uh, but I'm hoping we can do that. I know Ninepad's been building some Infernal Machines. And me, Scanline, Ninepad, we're, we're pretty confident that we can handle MP2. Well, I know, I mean MP3, because we've been doing MP2 runs in Hardcore without any issues whatsoever. I mean, every guy just gets sliced through, but the Ubers are the Ubers, though. It's a lot different story, you know, so we got to be yeah. prepared, and I really want to make sure that we're not going to die. I think Especially we'll be all right. Especially and Cool and, and Siegebreaker. Yeah, see, that's the issue. And like, Magda. Right. <laughs> Magnet. I'm really not scared about anyone other than Siegebreaker because the issue with his, at least for like Scanline and Ninepad, I don't know, I, I still don't think it's been fixed, I haven't done Ubers in a while, but Siegebreaker's reflex damage is just ridiculous. It's, yes, it it's is. horrible, I'm pretty sure that's a broken thing that everyone's complaining about, at least on forums, but like, I don't know, I never used to have any issues doing, I could do MP5 Ubers by myself with my Witch Doctor or my Wizard and... Uh, softcore and I can't even do that anymore at least not with Siegebreaker I, I just get one hit all the time uh, you know with the reflex damage so kind of ruins it for me but hopefully someday I don't think my, it doesn't hurt my barb enough so I want to make sure that if I do have someone that's going to go in with me even if they die I won't die you know mm-hmm. um, but not that I want them to die either 
But, um, I don't think I've really done a lot of other stuff. I've kind of worked out my Demon Hunter a little bit, trying to gear him. I'm just gearing my Demon Hunter with stuff I find extra. I, I have a Manticore on him, and I think I had that before anyway, but, um, yeah. I mean, other, you know, the, the Dead and Waiting Nights have been great. We, we actually, I speak of Dead and Waiting Nights, it'll be, when it comes out, I said it's a really long episode, but, uh, we all decided to brawl completely naked with uh, the weapon that you start with only. That was pretty cool. We had a little turn. We had a little gambling tourney, and you guys can listen to Dead Waiting Six when it comes out to hear that. But basically, we all you know put like two hundred thousand gold in a pot and um, did a little bracket style punch out of going into the brawling arena level one, just seeing who would win. And we did find out that the barbarian is unbeatable pretty much to begin with with the bash with having bash because you have knockback and he just takes more hits right off the bat so it came down to me and Torek at the end we both had bars we kind of knew that whoever had the first hit was gonna win and I won't tell you who won but we stood on the bridge and had two people guarding on the outside it's kind of like gladiators where if you went off the bridge they could attack you and then, oh. yeah so what, what, you know what would happen is you know we'd be bashing each other and then the bash every now and then we get a knockback when it gets swung out into the the other guys waiting for you and they they'd put a beat on you and then you'd have to come back in before they you know they kill you because then you would lose too <laughs> but it was pretty exciting oh so you guys can check that out when it comes on i'll try to get that out as quick as i can i know at least everyone that was on the show liked it and they want I, to hear I, it, almost, but... I almost i almost sense another spin-off it'll be called shattered soulstone fight clubs <laughs> yeah, we're actually <laughs> thinking about. We want to find, figure out. Uh, so, any, by the way, any suggestions anyone has, can email to it and um, to me or to the show itself. So, just like you know, hashtag it with dead and waiting question or something. But we're trying to think of. We're trying to think of more ideas for more types of brawls that we could do and more you know game night challenges for us. Hopefully, game night challenges that we know are gonna last, not three hours. <laughs> um, Good point. Um, I've no, I've, I've had, I had the really crazy idea of taking um, a level sixty character and like gambling with a level sixty character at, through a brawl. Uh, it doesn't have to be a main or anybody that you're nuts about, but I thought it would be really intense to have, you know, two people brawl with their level sixties, and whoever loses has to go kill themselves with their level sixty. So that wow. would be like insane. And I don't That's know if anyone intense. would be willing to do it, but I think it would be amazing if you just literally make your character know that what it's for, and we have like a big tournament. If and what what I was suggesting is if we ever do this, I do want to make it obviously worth people's wild. So I'm gonna try the next time I get like 20 million, 30 million hardcore gold, maybe make make that like a, a prize for the winner. Um, so if anyone's willing to do it. You know, try to entice some more or find some good legendary or, or something to entice, like maybe a $20 gift card or something. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that would be intensely cool because that's basically like brawling, but knowing that if you die in the brawl, you die in the game. You, you know, die in real life. Yes. You must <laughs> commit ritual simpuku. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I thought it was pretty exciting. We talked about uh, no, that. No, actually, anyway. no, nobody really, you know. Take it too seriously. <laughs> Never. I plan on challenging you first with that wizard anyway. With the, I'm going to build a witch doctor if I beat yourself on wizard. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, that'll give you a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna have to figure. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna play against overtime a little bit more and try to figure out some some way of countering fire bats. Yeah, well, I wouldn't worry about fire bats too much. Just worrying about getting hexed into a piggy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to get some. Uh, you know, some of the movement impairment and care. Uh, you know, crowd control reduction stuff. I'm gonna have to get <laughs> some of that gear. Yeah. So, I but don't know, that would be kind of exciting at some point in the future. Maybe when we just have nothing better to do, anyone's getting bored of it. Or, I mean, that would have been a good idea for Jamie, you know, before he uh, did anything drastic. If, I'm sure well, he knows what I mean. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, I, when, when I heard about what Jamie did, and speaking of Jamie, I, I think this is a great opportunity to mention that, oh, hey, we had a new intro this show, right? Yeah. That was provided yeah. to us yeah. by Jamie, so nobody else submitted anything, but that doesn't matter because Jamie's intro was pretty cool, so he was the winner of our intro contest. If you still are working on an intro, um, Jamie said that he thought Rillandoon was working on something. Yeah, Rill did say something on the, the anniversary night about doing one. Yeah, well, you know, that, that'll, that'll happen never. <laughs> well, let, let, let me put it this way. A little inside baseball on um, the overlords and heroically random, you know. Um, <laughs> I would say, what, maybe, I think it's four, three months ago, we were talking about, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get together on a more regular basis to record heroically random. Yeah, it hasn't happened. So, mm -hmm. we'll see. Well, that's random. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's not easy to revive a podcast when you're doing more than one podcast. Yeah, either, and you know? or just, you know, life life gets life. a little more difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But yes, thank you, Jamie. I, I love the intro, so I I made sure that I got it nice and extracted for Shano to include, which, you know, this seems a little weird because obviously we don't we we don't do drop ins while we do the show. You know, I, I don't have a mixing board to do that. Don't quite have all the audio equipment for that. Maybe someday. Yeah, I'm thinking I want to do that so bad. Like have a, a drop, some way to do drops in our show. I think it would make some really good ones. Because just like throwing the iPod up to the mic on the anniversary night and the game night and <laughs> doing music. <laughs> look at Nevix laughing just thinking of that. So having it for real would be really, really awesome. Yeah. That was epic. Yeah. Um, be. Before I sidetracked us, um, I I was going to bring it back to the whole brawling thing and the fact that I still maintain that, and this was reinforced after listening to uh, the first of um, Flux's Diablo podcast anniversary shows, that the, um, the PvP modes that they had back at BlizzCon, what, t 2010 and 2011? Those were good enough. They should have just shipped those with the game, you know. Have it uh -huh. as a separate mode where you get pre-made characters. Maybe you can make some alterations to them. Or as you play through the game, you know, you get more options to change things. That that would, it would solve so many problems with the itemization problem when it comes to PvP. So, ah, someday, right? Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Soon, right? Soon. That's on the bucket list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
let's go ahead and mention our sponsor, which is Audible. You can go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get a free audiobook. That free audiobook will also get you a 30-day free trial with Audible, where if they have any subscriber specials, you'll be able to partake in those. You'll also get digital versions of the Wall Street Journal and New York Times for your 30 days. If you do continue your membership past that, each and every month you'll get a new credit to use on any audiobook of your choosing. So go to bit.ly slash sspbook to get your free audiobook today. So, okay, we have a ton of tweeters and no email. What's what's up with that, folks? I, I could have sworn we would have gotten tons of email about the whole gold dupe de debacle. But, uh... Yeah, yeah, people are too busy partying. They'll send yeah. us uh, emails later. I think our, um, our we had uh, like quite a group of people that would probably would have emailed about it that chance on that night that we had that that nice uh, passionate discussion mm -hmm. kind of got got out what they wanted that night probably is why we didn't get any emails about that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> worked it out of their system. Yeah. 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 So yeah, let's go into the tweeters. Jen, can you start us off? Okay, so we have a tweet from Scanline or at Scanline75 who says, at Shattered Stone, like to see self-found achievements for hardcore or softcore. Better yet, a self-found mode. No trades, all account-bound items in gold. Yeah, speaking of that, that was one of the things that uh, Travis Day was, had talked about on the um, Archon uh, stream. And he was saying how he actually really, really likes the idea, but wants to make it so that uh, when you just... Like, the reason he said people want a cell phone because it makes you feel like when the things that you find, it makes you feel better about them. Uh, but that's mostly because the things that you find when you're, like, in the... And non-cell phone is the auction house. Like, anything you find on the ground, you pretty much can find for 100000 like, something 10 times better than the auction house. So he was saying how... Yes, it'd be cool to maybe someday have a mode like that if they go into doing something like that. Because I guess it has been discussed, uh, which I think would be awesome if everything was like a compound or something like that. So it had to be completely self-bound. But, mm -hmm. you know, that would be really cool because I, I would for sure play that mode. Um, because then I wouldn't be... I, I couldn't do it on my own like you didn't have it because I'd probably be way too tempted by the auction house and get too impatient never finding anything. Um, so I'd would skip out I'd have to be watched on a like Twitch TV or something so that oh, no, I, nobody to keep could, you honest <laughs> yeah keep me honest because I <laughs> probably would like I would I would fall to temptation I just couldn't do it because the likelihood that I'd I mean I don't even know how you have lasted so long like you're you've been playing hardcore for well before I even thought about doing it and you're still in hell so I mean that takes a lot of you know self preservation to do that but I don't I think it'd be a really cool idea I don't know what you think. I know that when they brought it up, you know, this, he sounded like he liked it a lot too. So, because that's what Archon wanted it was pushing when he was asking something that he, because he asked him Archon what's one thing that he would really, really want to see in the game, and he said a cell phone mode because that's how he plays. So, yeah. Well, I, I to, just to play devil's advocate, if they were to do something like that, then then you would have people want an ironborn mode where there's no repairs as well mm -hmm. so well they could always get to that later the thing that i'm wondering is if you had a self-found mode and you could like click a button and there you are 
does that mean you can't play with other players whose characters are not doing self-found? I'm assuming that would be so. You'd have to be in that mode to play that mode. Yeah, yeah. so that would like limit some things a little bit, maybe? Right. I mean, there's nothing stopping somebody from rolling another character and not making them self-found so they could play with friends, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be a little confusing, maybe, at first. Yeah, Flux actually brought that point up. He was like, you know, it... It, it would it would kind of have to be a self-found mode where I, I guess what what was his point um well his main point was you know you, you could play with somebody else who could just absolutely destroy everything for you and then you'd be like oh well you know i found this you know oh, yeah right. i mean or or someone could join your game and be like oh i dropped this <laughs> now you found it well, <laughs> you know, or something. I mean, well, I don't, well then again, if it's that. if it's a count bound, they right. couldn't do it though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. I I would rather see that have the developers spend their time on other things, and then eventually they can get to that. Maybe. I I mean, it's I I really don't think that it should be prioritized. In, in yeah, he Travis Day himself said that it would probably actually never even happen. It's just like he, they're way more interested in making the drops, like the drops that you find in normal mode, for instance, be worth it, so that you don't want to be forced to go do self found only. Right. You know, because that's why people do self found only. I'm assuming is because it's so you know makes you feel so much more rewarding when you find. I mean, you can find a blue and still be happy. So, right. And he says he wants, you know, he wants you to find all the yellows, that, or not all of them, but you know, he wants you to be able to find stuff that you could be excited for, like have any legendary that you drops be, like we've said in the past, not how bad is this, but how good is this legendary? Like, is it good or is it great? Right. Right. So continuing on. Okay, so our next tweet is from at hometownhero008, also previously known as Saintly Demon. And he says, had a fun night, fun-filled night with the Shattered Soulstone crew. Thanks, guys. I'm assuming that was a dead and waiting night, maybe? Yeah, I'm thinking he was talking about uh, Tuesday's night. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he had so much fun that he he petered himself out. <laughs> he wasn't able to join us on Wednesday night. Oh, <laughs> I ran out of energy. Aw. Yeah. And I have another tweet here um, from Torak1714. And he's tweeted this to at Diablo and at Shattered Stone. He says, I'm loving the 1.0.8 changes, but seriously, ban the gold dupers, please. And that's from Torek. Yeah. And they have, for the most part, some, you know, have been temporary sus suspensions, but it seems like some people have been caught up in the fray just by putting stuff up on the auction house and had it sell. <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, I, I imagine some innocent people are going to get caught up, and hopefully, hopefully Blizzard can, you know, expedite the investigation, make it more thorough, and then realize, oh wait, this person wasn't intentionally, you know, abusing the system. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that someone could have done accidentally. Well, a lot of people jumped on the gem prices skyrocketing, and a lot of those people who you know, started buying up gems on the real money auction house and selling them on the gold auction house kind of got caught in, you know, in the cross, you know, kind of oh, in the I crossfire. See. So, 
Yeah, that that's where most of the, you know, temporary locks and then somewhat, you know, like, oh, we investigated and yeah, you're still banned. It's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh so, well. Not permanently though, right? Or some of them are? There's an appeal process. Okay. Like, is banned like you can't play for a week or a month, or is banned like you're done? Banned can mean... Depends on if you have a suspension or a permanent ban. Right. Okay. It can mean all of those things. So, yeah. So play nice, people. (laughs) Yeah, and and if you did get caught up in that, I feel for you. And hopefully Blizzard will, you know, overturn their decision to, you know, keep your account suspended, whatever. Because it wasn't like you're flaunting it on Twitch. <laughs> more, yeah. more or less saying, "Come at me, Blizzard." Even if yeah, it wasn't... well, you know, those people give advertisements, so they will only get banned for a short period of time. Make it a, a nice big warning when they should be perma banned. I still don't agree with that. I, I think, <laughs> I think if a person is toxic, they sh- they are not good for for the community. So exactly. But anyways, so Brazier, can you continue with the next batch? Sure. At um, EG Ace Fisher One, how many of you still have active paid subs to MMOs you no longer play? I have at least two: at Laughter, at Nevic Jane, and at Shattered Soulstone. So we know Brazia still plays WoW. Jen. I'm well. I haven't right. played WoW in a really long time. Um, I rolled a Pandaren, not even when the expansion came out, like quite a bit after. And he's still in the starting zone, but yeah. I'm still paying for a while. Because I mean, I keep thinking, yeah, I'm gonna have time. No, <laughs> not so no. much. You know? Yeah, I haven't touched WoW in probably six weeks now. I think it's been longer oh. than that for me. I really think it has. I keep thinking I'm gonna go back in, and you know, but we're still. I'm still paying for it because yep, I. Yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> yeah. And Lantonio, do you? You don't really play any MMOs, right? I have never had a subscription to any MMOs. And if, if it, anything that is pay-to-play anyway, kind of sets me off. I'm pretty cheap. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever works, you know. I mean, right. it's no big deal. Well, well if, if I did, like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't like the game, that it's not worth it. But if if I was to ever get into WoW... I I might as well just call myself single again because I'm sure I would. When it All comes, your time would be right there. Well, yeah. especially like I have a thing with waste. If I pay for something, I have to use it. So, like right. even in, like if with, even food, if I go out to eat, I don't care if I'm stuffed, man. I'm shoving the rest in. And if my like fiance doesn't drink her bottle of wine, I'm finishing it before we leave. You know what I mean? I have like this huge thing with waste. I can't do it. So. Like I'd have to play, you know. Hmm. That 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 sounds that sounds vaguely familiar as to what just happened prior to me getting home to record the show. We were we were eating pizza. <laughs> right. and my wife didn't yeah. finish her beer, so I finished it for her. Yeah. Yeah. Finish that beer. <laughs> yeah, Brasia. You and beer, right? Yeah. You're 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 like that. And oh right, this is an audio podcast. You you couldn't see me, you know, go crossing my fingers <laughs> right. and going, yeah, you like that, <laughs> you're tight, <laughs> so tight. So, our next tweet um, <laughs> at Smokimist goes, so, hey at Nevik yep. James, how do you and a Shatterstone crew make gold in D three? 
<laughs> you know, that was going to be my answer. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, I, I had someone hand me a pile of gold. Um, I've had people hand me stuff, so I didn't necessarily need the gold to buy it. But I really, I have no idea how much gold I have. I haven't, yeah. like, set out to try to get more. I really have no idea. I don't think it's a high number. Yeah. <laughs> so well, you if you're looking for advice, you know... All. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for advice on how you get, you know, what we're doing to get a bunch of gold, I mean, I don't know that we have it necessarily to, to advise about. There's about three different options. One is you get lucky, you find an item, and it sells on the auction house. Two, you have buddies, and you beg. And let's <laughs> see, three, you flip items on the auction house. Or mm -hmm. there is number four, but it's not really anything that you probably don't know already. You just grind for a long time and pick up every little piece of gold that drops. <laughs> so yeah. there's really in Diablo. I mean, the best way if you're trying to make gold fast, the best way to do it is to pick up an economics book and learn how to flip on the auction house. <laughs> because other than that, you're probably not going to make a ton of money really, really fast. Unless you find a perfect mempo that you're going to sell for two billion, you, that's about the fastest you're going to, or more. I mean, obviously, it's worth more. But however you decide to do it. I won't bring, say how I would decide to do it, but, you know, that's about it. There's really no other way to make a lot of gold, seems though Diablo's based on luck, and it's a very mm. unlucky game. <laughs> yeah, I, I was also going to say, with the um, since, since they finally fixed the bug, when they increased the gold stack size from 1 million to 10 million in the real money auction house, and that's softcore side, of course, you can buy 10 million gold for effectively 37 cents maybe even cheaper you know depending on on how it fluctuates so i imagine gem prices did probably inflate a little bit on the soft course side you can build a, a tempest rush monk or i mean build whatever you want and try going out for the orcs and that's i mean you're gonna make like i don't know what they go for on soft core but hardcore you're gonna make a minimal 20 mil i think um, They're probably still I'm worth a decent amount on the softcore side. I yeah, never really I think they are. It. But I know in hardcore, I think last time I looked, the, the cruddiest one was 20 mil. So, I mean, it's I've, I've been doing it during the show. It's extremely easy. It's nothing you have to worry about. All I do is hold my right mouse button down and hold Tempest Rush and point everywhere. And everything dies when you walk by it. So, mm -hmm. and all you gotta do is hope for a drop. And especially on hardcore. Like, any legendary you find can potentially make you some money because low levels on hardcore are more common than high levels. At least it seems that way on the auction house. So mm -hmm. you can sell pretty much anything you have, whether it's for only 30,000 gold, maybe if it's like a split tusk with no open socket. But, I mean, I found a split tusk with an open socket and sold it for 6 million gold. And it's, what, level uh, 13, 14, whatever, 16? I don't know, I can't remember. But... I didn't have to do anything to find it, and those things drop all the time. So, I mean, that's yeah. one suggestion I could have. Yeah. So there, there you go, Smoke Miss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you're trying to think of, because uh, I know Smoke Miss plays a lot of WoW as well. If you're trying to think about it in the same manner as WoW, you're not going to make a lot of gold in this game. You really have to change your style of play. And Antonio had all the perfect things to say about it. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I mean, I'm sitting on three million myself, but that, and I haven't. I think I've done what one Paragon level total. It's just because of grinding with alt, and that's all it is. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but that's how it is. 
that's right. Back tweet. Mm -hmm. Um, at EG Ace Fisher one again. Hey, at Nevik James, are you guys planning on the next? When are you guys planning the next gaming night? I'd like to be on at Diablo with you guys. Are on at Shattered Phone. Yeah, I included this in our tweets because uh, I wanted to mention it also on the podcast. I answered his question on Twitter, and I said, "Well, you know, we do hardcore gaming nights every Tuesday, and that's n that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to play hardcore." As Lantonio has said time and time again, you know, right? Just hop, Overtime's hop. with us all the time, and he plays pretty. M I mean, he does have a hardcore character, but he plays a ton of softcore, you know, in comparison. So yeah, come on in, everybody, have fun. Yeah, and that's every Tuesday night that that we try to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually about every other Tuesday is when uh, Dead and Waiting is recorded. So Yeah, so if you don't want to record it, you can just go into another room or come on during the uh, opposite weekends. I mean, for instance, last weekend we record, so uh, let's see, what was that, the weekend of the 5th or 6th? So let's check your calendars on the opposite Tuesday. That's when we won't record. And I usually post it on Twitter, too, if it's a record night. So. And then the last one that I have is at Shano. Hey, Sean. Uh, at Shadowstone, four days to spare till one year of Diablo 3 anniversary, and it is done. Smashes had beaten Diablo in normal mode. Yay, Yay. Sean. <laughs> I really hope Sean keeps playing. I think yeah. he will, but I don't know... If he's gonna like get into all hardcore at some point or anything, I don't know. We'll we'll uh, have to see. It was fun. Yeah, I think for Sean's gameplay style, he'd be better off playing softcore, at least until he gets at least one sixty, and then maybe hardcore speed. Like I, I kind of think that if you're casually gaming hardcore, it's kind of fun. Um, yeah, but and... to each his own. Oh wow! Amazingly yeah, you enough, go. you roboted a little bit there, and then you recovered right away. Me. Yeah, yes. it's oh, wow. very, very strange, but that's fine. You know, the internet works in mysterious ways sometimes. A as we've as we've found out when Jen roboted on Mumble, we were like, wait, this isn't <laughs> like just... Like twice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I did it twice. I It might be my headset. I'm not sure. I, the headset I used before this one used to do it too. Mm, so I, I don't know. I have no idea. It might just be me. Technology just hates me sometimes, you know? Yeah, actually, you, I heard you roboting earlier when I was telling what I was up to in game, but because you didn't have to, you weren't really talking during that segment that it cleared out by the time you did start talking again. I don't know if anyone else knows Yeah, that. I, I caught that too. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the frustrating thing is I cannot hear it when it happens. Right. And the waveforms, I'm watching the waveforms go by as I record, and they look the same. There's no tip-off on this end to say, yep. okay, it's roboting. It's, yeah, I don't it's, know what it it's is. It's very strange. I know Sean mm -hmm. says it doesn't even show up in the recording. No, no, it like, might through never. the Skype recording, but it doesn't right. show up through my garage band somehow. Mm -hmm. So, right. I don't know. Yeah. So, I will continue with the next batch of tweets, and that our... Well, the next tweet comes to us from Torak1714. He used to have his Twitter handle as Deladria. I, I forgot to mention that earlier. But anyways, he says, Off to work in an hour or less. Got cold beer in the fridge. Time for some Diablo 3 and Shattered Stone friends. That's, awesome. that's, be that's the best way <laughs> to do it. And then Heels on Wheels tweets at us. And this is a new person on Twitter that I've seen tweet at us, and he says, At Shattered Stone, 
I've been listening to your podcast and loving it. Is your mumble for anyone to hop on and say hello? I play Lil Diablo, LOL. And I responded, and I said, yes, of course. Be be my guest. Be our guest. Everybody is awesome on mumble. I'm Poor so glad. Yeah. To the test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of, speaking of mumble, we, we have actually, a do we have a 15 person limit? Yes. Yeah, I'd have might have to talk to you about maybe I'll help donate since I'm on it so much. Um might have to get it bigger. We're starting to hit maximums a lot, like a lot a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah that's, I that's I awesome. increased it to 25 for the anniversary show and mm-hmm. um we didn't come close. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh well." We were at fine. like 16 at one point. Yeah. The the nice thing about Mumble is when I did drop it back down to 15, it added 138 days onto onto the uh, service. So I was like, oh, sweet. So that money, you know, didn't just disappear. That's so, cool. Mumble, I love you. Anyways. <laughs> so Heels on Wheels sent us another tweet, and he says, Been leveling a demon hunter on hardcore. Level 42 now on Act 3 Nightmare was motivated by sh- at Shattered Stone. I've had a few scares so far. LOL. Oh, I bet. In hardcore, I would yeah, think so. as a demon hunter. That's scary. I haven't tried that yet. That's gotta be fun. It's... Just just remember what our friend Master Doe said. Basically, you have to, you know, run, 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 and then run some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I play the Demon Hunter anyway, so <laughs> it should be alright. I felt the progression up to 60 with the Demon Hunter in Hardcore wasn't that bad, but now that I'm trying to work it in Inferno, it's like, hmm, what do I do? <laughs> how do I, how yeah, can I make see, this I quicker? I haven't gotten there yet, so maybe I don't really know, but eh, I think it'd be fun to try. Yeah. And if there's any consolation, Wyatt Chang did mention in his interview with Archon, Man, we seem to be mentioning, referencing this quite a bit. That uh, of all the classes, the demon hunter seems to be the one that needs the most work right now. Which all right, Bosh. Which, yeah, yeah, that's that'd funny be good. because um, who was it? Uh, the other Travis Day. When I was listening, he was saying like just the opposite that the demon hunter is like one of the most balanced classes. Maybe they don't feel as tough, but they are so balanced that we really liked it that way. That we want to bring the other classes closer to what the demon hunter is yeah and, and to borrow, <laughs> to bar- I, i'm trying to remember if it was sipco or flux who mentioned who who uses this term or brought up this term and it was the first time i ever heard it and i was like you know what that's exactly what blizzard does and that term is blizzard loves to super balance and, and it's like they love to try to balance things so much that they actually trip over themselves and make problems doing so but, uh, yeah, I, I I do agree, though. I, I mean, the Demon Hunter community seems to be not too happy with um, their ability to do MP10 Inferno. They they don't scale well, quite as well. I figured that'd be hard, yeah. <laughs> wow. Because, like, currently you have Barbarians just decimating MP10 with, yeah. with very little effort and without too much investment i mean it's pretty easy to put together an mp10 barb i i mean champions and elites probably are a little dicey but you know if you're just fighting white mobs it's no big deal you're just running through them i did a 10 million budget and was able to do 
least the Crypt of the Ancients, Act 1, basic white runs. I can actually even kill the champions as long as they don't have, like, arcane or, like, really nasty plagues. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty cake. But you were, I did, you, were, you mentioned Demon Hunter and it brought me, or reminded me of something. I did actually play uh, with someone that has an MP10 strafe Demon Hunter, and that thing is sick. I don't, I can't even remember how much uh, DPS this, uh, it's actually a, a girl named I Love, and I can't even remember how much DPS she has, but. Wait, what it, was her name? I think like I, I I love love or something like that. I can't remember. It's on my friends list, so you can look it up. Uh, she's got an amazing demon hunter, and she uses like a strafe build for going through everything. I'm not sure if she, it's for mainly whites or not, but when I was playing with it, like we were doing really good. Man, was she playing hardcore or softcore with that? That was softcore. I, I she happened okay. to jump in a game with me while I was messing with my barbarian. We went mm. out of the spin to win Barbarian, so. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've That's a good matchup, Demon Hunters and Barbarians, is what I'm finding. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm feeling inspired. Um, be, when when I do get my wizard up to Paragon 70, I, I will go back to my hardcore wizard, and when I get a little burned out on her, I will spend a little bit more time on my melee Demon Hunter. Woohoo! Yay! feeling inspired <laughs> now or, now whether or not I remember this inspiration when it comes that time we'll see because I might just end up spending more time on my throwing barb because <laughs> that guy's a lot of fun so anyways uh, our next tweet comes to our comes to us wow from our good friend scanline and he says at shattered stone this will help me be like a torpedo through mp10 hardcore tonight and he included a link, oh well, it was a twit pick link, to a very large Sierra Nevada torpedo bottle. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and I, Torak and I definitely agree, Scanline has terrible taste in beer. <laughs> because we hate IPAs, when we hate hoppy beers. And we're right, because we both love the wizard. So there you go. So there, yeah. Wow, <laughs> logic. That's just amazing. <laughs> Sound. That's what it's, it fits about as well as making sure you're facing towards Irvine and you know waiting until the moon is full <laughs> to row your character. So I, I guess maybe it works in the context of the show. Yep. Okay. So uh, Sean sent us another tweet. So Shano says, "Honored to be the first of the gang to die in tonight's." At Shattered Stone, hashtag Diablo 3 one-year anniversary hardcore gaming night. Man, he should have also included the birthday suit challenge hardcore gaming Oh, night. well, still. He he was the first to die, but he didn't start when the most the majority of us started. Right. He started a little bit later. So he was starting with a character that was a lower level, jumping into a higher. And, uh, you know, we were doing the random, here's what you're going to play kind of thing. And he ended up with the Demon Hunter, which he's never played, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, you know, dropped in right to, um, I wasn't in the same game, so I don't know exactly what was going on, but I do know that the rest of the characters were higher. So the monsters were probably a little harder than a level one could do right. and like died right away. And uh, I think what we did was we had him, we let him re-roll another, it had to be a demon hunter still because he already randomly selected that, you know. Um, and he got a little in. farther. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because it just wasn't fair. I mean, if he'd started with everybody at the same level like the rest of us did, he probably would have lasted a little longer. So 
he got another try and lasted a little longer. <laughs> Not yeah. that much longer. He, I, th I think he was the first one again. Yeah. But he said he had a whole lot of fun, and he's never played hardcore, and he's never played a demon hunter, so... Yeah, yeah, so no. and, yeah and he was handicapped with a demon hunter, because a demon hunter, as much as most people think that the wizard was really, uh, you know, paper thin in the beginning of the game, demon hunter really is the glass cannon of the game. Yeah, you really need some good gear to do stuff with the demon hunter. You don't have a lot of defense, you know. And, yeah, and when you can't wear any armor at all. Mm -hmm. Right, one, and that was part of the thing. Death. Yeah, and that's what happened. I mean, you know, you could kind of see why, you know. <laughs> yeah, poor Sean. Yeah, but I know he had fun. Yeah, that's the important thing. Mm-hmm, yep. He probably had fun watching me, like, you know, yell at the screen, going, oh, no, bad, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of everyone was just really happy to have you there, Jen. I know a lot of people do ask for you to hop on Mumble a little bit more, but I know Aww. you're busy, but I can tell you that some of the listeners that I play with uh, were pretty happy that you showed up for the game night, so. Oh, that's really nice to hear. I'll yeah. have to start getting on Mumble when I play, but I'm <laughs> telling you, I play at like, you know, two to four in the morning California time, so I don't even know who'll yeah. be on. But yeah, um, most right. of us are asleep. By then. Yeah, I'll I'll have to try harder to get on Mumble. And would you like me to read mine? Yep. Okay. This first one comes from at Torak, and he says to us and at Diablo, well, Torak has fallen but who wants to live forever i had a blast hardcore for the win and he's talking about our anniversary night that when he finally died and then scanline in, res in response to torak's tweet tweets had a blast who knows maybe this eighth wizard will actually stick thanks at nevik james or at nevik sorry yeah donate button and then torak responds to scanline uh, to us says yes i second second the donate button just be sure it's for Mumble and not Red Red Wine. And I'm going to say he's talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's, it's warm, so it should be white, white wine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll have to talk to pa Papa Kangaroo about um, us getting a donate button and having those funds specifically go towards paying mum for our Mumble server costs. Yeah, Good I've work. actually had a few people ask me about that, and I've always, I think I've asked you before, like, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I'm sure we can work stuff. it out. I, mm -hmm. I would love to have a much higher capacity, but for months upon months, <laughs> you know, we were barely even scraping, you know, three or four people on at once, and now it, the show, the, the participation on Mumble has blossomed, so... Yeah, it's getting to the point where we will need a higher capacity, so... And when that does happen, I'm not going to be able to, you know, just say, yeah, I'll just pay for it, no problem. Um, yeah, because once you, once you start going up in the user count, the uh, monthly cost goes up, so I'm like, yeah. Well, go figure, you know? Yeah, well, I'm sure surprise, we can work something surprise. out. Yeah. We'll so, figure it out. Yeah. And so, Jen, we have two tweets left to go. Yes, one is from me. Um... I write, and my Twitter is at Queen of Haiku because I write haiku on Twitter and off of Twitter and a lot on Twitter. Um, so I wrote a haiku after the uh, anniversary night, after I died and like calmed down long enough to type correctly again. Um, so the haiku was this I hit level 12 on my hardcore monk, Lucky. May she rest in peace. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so that's my little haiku for that one. 
Um, and the last tweet we have for today is from Relandune. He says, those from at Shattered Stone recording last night will appreciate the humor in the fact that Blinded by the Light is playing in my office. And he's got like a, a wincing <laughs> smiley face there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that it. song. Some of the worst lyrics ever. <laughs> uh, we, we certainly do know how to pick them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we didn't receive any emails, as I mentioned, but if you did want to send us an email, please do so to the following address, which is show at shatteredsoulstone.com. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a lengthy email. It doesn't have to be profound or anything. It could just be, you know, like, hey, this is what I did. You know, and that's cool. That I love hearing about what people have been up to in game. So, you know. It's always interesting because everybody's adventure is different. So even if you've played the class, you know, a, a class similar to ours or, you know, as far as we've gotten or farther, your story is still interesting to us. So send it in. Yeah. So with the conclusion of that in the fact that it is May 17th and that Diablo 3 is now a year old, I figured it would be as good of a uh, wow, as good of a time as any, there we go, to go over the past year in Diablo 3's history since launch. So, um, we'll, we'll just we'll just kind of run through it a little bit, and then uh, then I took some notes as to when each of us did certain milestones in the game. So um, I didn't actually include that in the show notes. I have it written down uh, right right here on paper. Let 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 me make the see. It's written written on paper <laughs> so let's see milestone one never gets whooped milestone Aww. two Aww. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't get> it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say milestone one uh, nevic level wizard milestone two nevic level wizard yep. milestone three <laughs> nevic level wizard well, so my, yep. my milestone is milestone one kill brazia Milestone two, <laughs> kill the rest of the team. <laughs> it only took you a full year to do that. So, yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> I had to convince you to go into hardcore first now. Yeah. Darn. So, <laughs> before I go into this, I did want to mention that DiabloFans.com put together a fantastic article um, chronicling the first year of Diablo 3. Um, also, Lylira just tweeted, and there's a blog post up on the official Diablo site where they have, um, I'm trying to remember what it was called, The Road So Far, and it's an official D3 timeline, and there's an awesome graphic that has, you know, the typical timeline, and has, like, all the patches highlighted and, and stuff like that, so I would definitely suggest checking both things out. But uh, since, you know, this is an audio podcast, I figured we'd fill up a little bit of the show with going over this. Um, obviously, on May 15, 2012, Diablo launched, sorta, kinda, <laughs> you know, in the dreaded Error 37. Yay! And, yeah, and that is how my Demon Hunter got the name 37, because I was trying to, you know, we actually, if you're new to listening to us, Sean and I did record audio of what it was like to try to log into the server on launch night. Mm -hmm. So you can check that out if you want. But that's why my demon is named 37, because I kept seeing error 37, error 37, error 37 that night. Yeah, and we'll include a link to that audio 
in our show notes. And that also reminds me, um, you two also recorded what it was like to try to get BlizzCon tickets. So we yeah. should, we, we should probably <laughs> think about making that available as well. Possibly, yeah. I know, like, um, we tried on Wednesday, and I was there for that part of the audio, and uh, it, it was not a successful attempt. And then the Saturday, I, well, I'm not in that part of the audio because I was asleep because I don't really do mornings too well. Um, You're so not a morning person. That's I am not a morning. Well, if you count morning between, like, you know, midnight and about four or five, then yeah, because I'm usually still up. But um, so I'm in about half of the audio and uh, you can just kind of hear how that went. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners have had similar experiences trying to get tickets, too. So. Yeah. So four days after Diablo 3 launched, Inferno was cleared. And that was cleared by, oh, my goodness, I'm going to Sigo Doden, something like that. And he was closely followed um, by a team from the WoW Guild method. Um, so, yeah, it only took four days for people to finish Inferno, and that is back when Inferno was absolutely redonkulous. But then again, you know, you had monks that could, um, you know, make everybody invincible, and you mm -hmm. had wizards where if you had enough life regen, you were effectively invincible as well. With, uh, and these people must not have slept between launch night and then... Yeah. You know, I think they must have went four days of just immersing themselves entirely into the game, and and yeah, I, I think they'd be insane by the end of that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Then, one month after Diablo three launched, the real money auction house went live, but that of course of course did not include commodities, so no gold and stuff like that. That that was just items. And then on June nineteenth, Kriparian and Crippy were the first people to clear Hardcore Inferno. So that that was a huge accomplishment. I still remember yeah. when that happened. So that took them like a month. Yeah. You know? That's astounding to think about, just how much time they must have poured into the game. Just, oh, I mean, goodness. in a month, you know? And Inferno was so incredibly hard back then. So, so unforgiving. Yeah, and him and his group were all self-found players, too. That's even more impressive to me. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, with, throughout the team, they're self-found. But I don't know how big his team is. But that's still pretty crazy to get all that gear. I mean, because I have we have a quite a group of people we play with, and we don't find anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's like people find these perfect items. Why can't I ever find a perfect item? Yeah. I, I I guess I haven't dumped as many hours into the game as some other folks. But uh, then then the next little milestone was a. Uh, on it, it took uh, Diablo 3 until August 3rd to move through and sell 10 million copies worldwide. So that's not too bad, you know? That's, yeah, it's pretty Don't good. There was a, so many people that were waiting for this game, you know? Yeah, and a lot of people bought multiple copies because uh, having only 10 auctions was very limiting in the beginning. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, then on August 6th, uh, the character profiles were added to the Diablo 3 website. I remember us talking about that. I, I still use it every now and then. I wish, I wish that achievements were in that. The only way you That can, would be nice, yeah. The only way that you can currently do that, see your friend's achievements, is in-game. That's the only way you can do it right now. Then on August 20th, patch 104 came out, and that was the birth of Paragon leveling. Uh, that does not feel like it was that long ago that Paragon came out. 
I know. It's crazy. Then on August 23rd, um, yeah, Jay Wilson said something on Facebook that he regrets probably still to this day. Kind of had a little meltdown <laughs> there. Yeah. And that was... Yeah. 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 We, we don't need to cover that, but... We've already covered that in previous shows. But yeah. yeah. On September 6, 2012, so let's see, that's what, uh, 17 days? Wait, how many days are in August? Is there? There's only 30, or 31. Oh, Don't goodness. know, let me check. Uh, there are 31 days in August, so yes. Ah, okay. So <laughs> 11 plus 6 equals 17, yeah. Okay, so Al Kaiser became the world first Paragon 100 after only 17 days. That is insane absolutely insane. He must not have slept wow. at all either. Because that was before Monster Power. <laughs> and that was mm -hmm. before the Monster Power bonus experience got buffed. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, crazy. Then on October 13th, Azimuth became the world first hardcore Paragon 100. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. And that was one... It makes me... <laughs> Makes me feel so ashamed that I'm still like under Paragon twenty in hardcore and only have like a Paragon forty in softcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you like have slacker. a life. I mean, imagine yeah. how many hours you'd have to sink into this. I mean, if they're working, they'd have to have days off just mm -hmm. to do it and then to recover. And they'd have to have um they'd either have to be single with no children or have a very uh, understanding family to do that, <laughs> I think. Very you know? understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get yelled at for five hours at a time, let alone five Aww. days at a time. Yeah, and it's funny. I, I can't really sit down and play for more than maybe an hour or two before I, I start to, you know, get a little fatigued and say, you know what, I, I kind of feel like doing something else. But, you know. Yeah, my butt hurts after an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I got a really comfy chair. But <laughs> it helps, you know? <laughs> Comfy chairs are good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then a day after Azimuth became the world first hardcore Paragon 100, Patch 105 was was dropped on us, and that introduced Monster Power in the Infernal Machine events. And then there was a little bit of stagnation. <laughs> it wasn't until December 27th when the PvP, and I put this in quotations because... I didn't really consider it a PvP blog. It was more of an excuse as to why they were giving us PvP. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, thanks, Blizzard. It, it was the you're not getting PvP blog is kind of what it turned out to be. Yeah, and then about two mm -hmm. weeks later, they announced that instead of getting PvP, we were getting brawling. Brawl. Yeah. yeah, which was kind of fun for a couple minutes there at first, you know. Sean and I went in and did that, and it was we noticed the the items you're using definitely played a part um, right away. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was. I've, I know I've talked about this in show, but he played. He's playing a barbarian. I was playing a demon hunter, and we were geared pretty. You know, we were about the same level and everything, and and um, there was a point, like, I had gear on my Demon Hunter that all had uh, life regeneration, right? So there was a point where I was like, okay, let me test this out, because I'd killed him a couple times, and I'm thinking, is this the gear? And I just stood there and said, okay, go. And I'm watching her life bar go down as he's, you know, hitting her, and it's like climbing back up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it goes down, and then it goes back up two, then it goes down one, it goes back up two. I'm like, this is going to go on forever. It's definitely the gear. So that was kind of like, yeah. oh. And I haven't been back since then. And then on January 17th of this year, Jay Wilson announced that he was stepping down as game director 
and that he was leaving the Diablo 3 dev team. Although it was, you know, kind of a not a right away kind of thing, you know, he was still going to help out and oversee a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, just going over this timeline and being like, wow, that happened then? Wow, it doesn't really seem like all that long ago. Yeah, but, really. And then on uh, February 8th, Blizzard announced that they had then sold an additional 2 million copies worldwide, bringing them up to 12 million copies worldwide. So yeah. the, it definitely slowed awesome. down a little bit, but that's still really well, good. I'm sorry, too, though. what other yeah. game done that? Uh, Call of Duty. Yeah? Madden. Yeah, as a PC game? Um, Call of Duty does right, have a PC don't version. Worry about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen's roboting. But, uh, uh, let's see. Then on February 21st... Oh, you know what? I did 20... 21th. <laughs> <laughs> Tw on, on February 21st, um, this was also the PlayStation uh, event, the Sony, the Sony event, where Diablo 3 was announced for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. It's like... Yeah. And the world was dumbfounded. And at a loss for words. So the crickets. No, oh, I'm just. Hey, kidding. I was excited, and I have a pre-order, and I'm proud of it. Exactly. I, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll probably pick up the PlayStation 4 version, but uh, well, we'll have to see. Uh, let's see. Then on March 5th of this year, Travis Day posted the uh, much-heralded itemization blog, which we're still waiting to see the fruits of. It's like, yes, we want itemization so bad. Really wished it was in 108, but at least we got monster density. That makes things a little bit better. And then March 28th, while at uh, the Game Developer Conference in San Francisco, Jay Wilson stated that the auction house overall hurt the game. And the internet exploded. They were like, see, see. <laughs> it's like, kind of just felt like he said the obvious. Just finally committed it there a little bit. Yeah. Didn't really see the outcry was on that, but. Oh, I think it was. Am I still roboting? Uh, no. You're, nope, you're good. Slightly. Now. Okay. I think with that, there were people that had just been waiting so long to hear someone from Blizzard admit, okay, the auction right. house didn't go as they'd hoped. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I still argue that I think the auction house is still a decent thing for the game. Uh, I, I would like to see less reliance on it because i mean i mean how many shows did we do where we talked about you know when when you hit that brick wall you know go to the auction house yeah mm -hmm. i i haven't gone to the auction house yet but i think i play less like time than you guys do so maybe that's i'm not as burned out yet because i haven't put in as many hours but i also have a lot of people help me out with stuff so yeah. i don't know I, i'm hoping to go through the whole game experience without having to deal with the auction house yeah, well, I I kind of think that um, when we get eventually, hopefully, an economy reset with a ladder system, although I I think uh, I I don't remember. I think I think I'm thinking of um, David Brevik's interview with Sipco, uh, um, and sorry, that's you know Marvel heroes related, but uh, um, the, I I think I I hope that. The ladder system isn't just, you know, a complete reset. Hopefully they do something interesting with it, uh, more so, because David Breivik was basically saying that, you know, back in the Diablo 2 days, what they did was, you know, 
was okay it was decent enough but it didn't really you know add a whole lot of value to the game you know when, when they did a ladder reset it was just because the economy was trashed and you know kind of needed it so oh well, well i guess we'll see I, i'm i'm sure wyatt chang has some ideas on what to do in travis day yeah he was actually talking about that and once again that archon um interview but he was saying how it's almost almost dead likely that someday it'll happen and it's really a big thing that they're trying to figure out I, how, like I'm how you said it. it yeah they said that they do want to make it somewhat different than like the d2 style ladder reset though like yes somehow items will be an economy will be like reborn through a ladder system but he doesn't want to have like a complete wipe where all your especially having like paragonal hundreds feel the need to like, never play them again like they want to have something for non-ladder as well as ladder. Mm, I see. Right. Yeah. I I could see that too. You know, mm -hmm. especially people who have actually paragoned 100 on all five classes. And, mm -hmm. and I, granted, you know, those people are far and few between. You could probably count them on one right. hand. But yeah, that's interesting. <sighs> yeah, that that's a discussion for another show. So. Um, mm -hmm. Then on May 7th, and you know, that's getting very recent, uh, darkest day in Diablo 3's history? Quite possibly. <laughs> uh, the gold du duplication exploit, man, man, that was bad. But, uh, <sighs> yeah, we'll recover. So, um, other than that, I did want to uh, go over some of the major patch notes and the highlights of each patch. Uh, on June 19th, we saw... It, um, patch 103, and I'm not going to include the minor patches because those were just, you know, bug fixes. Very small bug fixes. Remember 102? Yeah, nobody does because it was just bug fixes. Remember 106? Yeah, nobody does because it was just bug fixes. But So 103 um, brought in the uh, infamous attack speed nerf. Lantonio, you remember that. Yeah, I was a wizard, and that's when I loved wizards, and I liked that there was attack speed, and uh, yeah. And the whole reason I'm now a huge fan of Travis Day is he said he was 100% against that. He didn't want to do it. He said it didn't need to be done and still wishes that they never had done attack speed because he agrees that, yeah, it was, like, super powerful, but it doesn't really matter. There can be uh, one powerful stat. It's not that big of a deal. Um, he said he would have left it that way. And yeah. uh, counter, I was like, I love you. Yeah, yeah, because that, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that made it so much better. Crit damage right now, so right. So there's always gonna be some overpowering stat, but I, I love the attack speed. I love being able to feel like you just get to go like insane, especially with casting. Yeah, it was you know, fun. Casting it was is so awesome. Much fun. Right. Yeah. Um, one hundred three also brought in the uh, the item drops. Uh, you were back before then. The only way to get I level sixty one gear was in what was it in act two inferno so. and then yeah. no 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 act one inferno then to get eye level 62 gear was act two and then eye level 63 was in acts three and four that was the only way to get those items so in patch 103 they made it possible for those items to drop in earlier acts including act four hell so it you know it was it was a very very low chance and they buffed it but it was still a very low chance and then also repair costs skyrocket remember that oh my goodness it was insane people were going broke just by playing that was fun 
Um, magic find no longer affected lootables and destructibles. Man, that sucked. And then, uh, let's see. Inferno received its first very, very small nerf in 103. And then crafting costs for low-level stuff, um, you know, like gems and low-level uh, blacksmithing plans. And also the cost to level your blacksmith and, and jeweler was substantially reduced in 103. Then on August 21st, we saw patch 104. And as I've already mentioned, that introduced the Paragon leveling system. Uh, Nephilim Valor was also adjusted to include plus experience percentage on each stack. Uh, let's see, auctions were also enabled to be canceled at any, at any time as long as there were no bids. Um, they also did a uh, quality of life change where followers would auto-rejoin you. Say, you know, somebody joined your game or you joined a public game. Your follower wouldn't automatically rejoin you. Yeah, I had that happen, I think, at that time. I was playing and somebody jumped in and then jumped back out fairly quickly after that. I don't remember who. I don't even know if I knew who the person was or if it was just some random thing. And yeah, it's like the follower's gone and where are you? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. He really was waiting back in town. He wasn't kidding. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They also introduced new affixes for two-handed weapons to try to make them more attractive. Somewhat worked. <laughs> Not to the point that they actually did make them more interesting, but uh, legendary items were also finally improved and man did they suck <laughs> at launch the sad thing is that even after all that they, they still, still need so much work yeah uh let's see monster bonus health in multiplayer games uh was nerfed in 104 and i think it went from 120 to 75 then down to 70 but i don't remember the exact percentages per patch but yeah, that, that's been changing. <laughs> um, let's see. Inferno saw another nerf, and that was to try to make Act 2 Inferno not quite the huge plateau from Act 1 Inferno. Let's see. Uh, champions and Rares also no longer enraged in 104. I, I had almost forgotten about that, that Champions and Rares would enrage after being engaged for like three or four minutes. And then they, you basically couldn't kill them at that point because they would kill you. Why did they think that would work out? You know. I think that was wasn't that back. I can't remember which patch if you said it or not yet. Um, where the monsters didn't regain life after you died on the way back anymore, or regain life really slowly. I think it was this one because I remember yeah, you used to enrage and so. you died and you could never get them down. Yeah, I think it was one of four when they mm -hmm. when they got rid of that. Uh, monster instant regen mm -hmm. yeah in that patch I forgot to include that note uh, let's see also um, invulnerable minions is removed from the game as an affix thank you that was so terrible I hated that affix so much <laughs> and there were tons and tons and tons and tons of class changes in 104 then on October 17th um, 2012 patch 105 was dropped upon us and that was that introduced monster power in the infernal machine and then inferno received a huge nerf a huge nerf it it, it kind of flattened the difficulty level a little bit making inferno much more accessible to everybody in my opinion 
Um, but also, that was the same time when uh, defensive skills were nerfed so that they weren't quite as mandatory. I mean, like, a lot of defensive skills got nerfed by half in some cases. But Blizzard also was like, well, you know, we took with one hand, we'll give you something else with the other, and that's where they made crowd control skills uh, effective even in Inferno. And that was the birth of this, the uh, Lockdown Wizard in 105. And then also Empowered and Fleeting Shrines were introduced in 105. Uh, let's see, crafting materials could stack up to 500. Man, I still remember when they could only stack up to 100. That was terrible. Yeah, they just filled up really quick. Yeah. All your and, space is crafting stuff. Ah, uh, yes. And then uh, in 105, the monster bonus health in multiplayer games was nerfed from 75% to 70%. That's right. Then, uh, let's see, then we went quite a while until patch 107 came out, and that, and that happened on February 12th of 2013. That was when we got Brawling. Monster bonus um, experience, or monster power experience bonuses were greatly increased for higher monster power levels. Uh, then we also had Demonic Essences and the new um, eye level 63 craftables, which, you know, obviously were by non-equipped. Uh, Marquise items or Marquise gems were introduced, and the weapon socket bonuses for rubies were improved. And they also decided to make them uh, apply that bonus differently. Uh, let's see. And then the resurrection timer was normalized. Remember when you die a whole bunch of times, and then your timer would be like 30 seconds? That was yeah, I hated that so mm -hmm. much. And also Nephilim Valor now persisted through the axe. And that was can you believe that it took them all the way until february 12th to realize that they needed to do that yeah that should have wow. been a day one thing yeah but there's a lot of things that should have been day one but oh well we got them now right yep hey it's an ever-evolving game in blizzard you know they they haven't charged us a single dollar for any of these patches so that's true that's true just keep that in mind people uh, then finally, on May 7th, we saw Patch 108, which brought monster density, lots of multiplayer bonuses. Oh, I'm sorry, I was about to either burp or cough. I don't know which. Um, Lovely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that sharing that is really adding to what we're doing here. Of course. And also, yeah, that's in the patch notes. Yeah. <laughs> it was that important, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> numerous small social features were improved, including broadcast messages, the best thing ever. Finally. Let's not forget ID All. Oh, yes, ID All. I forgot to include that. Uh, biggest thing for me, ID All. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, now that I got through that, um, let's see. So, I, I wrote this down. Let's see. Mm-hmm. When each of us cleared normal, Jen cleared normal on September 17th. Brasia did it on May 20th of 2012. Antonio did it one day before on May 19th. I did it on May 17th, two days after the game launched. And then, you know, I, I, I'm not going to do each individual act, but uh, let's see, Jen cleared Act 4 Nightmare on March 22nd. Yep, fairly recently. Haven't gotten that far in hell yet, but I'll get there. Yeah, Brasia cleared Act 4 Nightmare on, well, I'll just say cleared Nightmare on July 4th. Wow, yeah. you, you were being patriotic there, Brasia. <laughs> you were I was doing my best to kill the demons on that day. Yeah. And let's see, Lantonio cleared Nightmare on May 24th, and I cleared 
Nightmare on May 21st. And I think that was the last time I cleared anything before Lantonio. <laughs> yeah, that's when I got fed up. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's it see. This ain't happening no more. <laughs> yeah, Brasia then cleared Hell on October 8th. And Lantonio did it on May 31st. And I did it on June 10th. And let's see, then Brasia cleared Act 1 Inferno on December 14th. Getting into the Christmas spirit there. Exactly. And and then Lantonio cleared Inferno on September 5th, and according to that, that was that was after patch 104, but well before patch 105, when Inferno got massively nerfed. And I cleared. Oh, yeah, I like it easy. Yeah, <laughs> and I cleared Inferno on September 14th, so that was also before patch 105. So uh, let's see. Then first. Our first level 60 characters, uh, Brasia hit level 60 with his Puke Doctor on October 6th. Lantonio, let's see, what character did you, you did it with your wizard, I'm sure. Yeah, my wizard was first. Yeah, on May 30th. And I followed behind you a couple days on June 3rd. And then uh, our second level 60, Brasia got his on May 8th of 2013, and that was with his wizard. Rock on. Yep. And Lantonio, I don't remember what your second level 60 was. It Was it your Barbarian? I believe I did the Barbarian second, yes. And you did that on August 13th. And my second level 60 was a Barbarian as well, and that was June 25th. Uh, let's see, then um, when we... Nobody other than Lantonio and I have level 60s of every character, and Lantonio did that on September 8th. And I did that on January 14th of this year. So I was kind of a uh, witch doctor as well. But what? you did a couple wizards, though, too. I didn't do um, dual characters. Yeah. So that could have been part of it as well. So that was that was a fun trip down memory lane, right? Yeah, I'm almost uh, almost uh, two of every character, though. One in sophomore and one in everyone in hardcore. So two more to go. Yeah. Okay, so wow, this is getting to be a really long show. Sorry, folks, and sorry, Brasia, I bet I bet you're starting to get tired. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just waiting for everybody to wake up in an hour. Brasia <laughs> <laughs> nap. It's not that <laughs> there. Don't be silly. So, okay, um, yeah, I there's really nothing else to talk about other than uh, there was a interview with the the creators as well it's called conversations with creators and it was it's a series that sony's doing and they discussed diablo 3 on the playstation 4 so we'll include a link in our show notes to that and that features john height who's the uh he's not the i don't think he's the new game director but he's the director on the console versions i believe he's a production director Produ production developer yes or director yes director yeah. So yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm running out of steam. So let's close this show out. That sounds good, right? Probably a good idea. Yeah. 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 I, I think yep. about time. Well, well actually, be our, uh... before I close out the show, does anybody anybody want to reminisce on anything that they thought that they would not have done in the first year, or anything that particularly noteworthy in the first year of playing this playing this game? I didn't, I didn't think, think I'd do I'd hardcore yet. Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I'd do it yet. I was just saying yet. the exact same thing. I was mm -hmm. like, I didn't think I'd be addicted to hardcore at all. Yeah. 
Brazier, anything? Well, just for me, the only thing we didn't really bring up was before the game launched, this the overall marketing and the um, the story development outside the game, which I thought was fantastic. I still love my copies of uh, the Book of Cain and the Order by Nate Kenyon. It was still fantastic. Yeah. Those are awesome. And yeah. I hope they kind of continue to bring some more of that in. Yeah, I wonder if Nate has spent any time in Diablo 3. Oh, I'm sure he has. Because he, well, he I remember from he's got looking, other things looking forward on. to playing. It. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said that he was looking forward to playing the monk, or maybe he had played the monk a little bit. Mm -hmm. In order to, you know, get into the character for the book, but it'll be interesting to see where he's at with D3 now. Yeah, maybe maybe somebody can prod him a little bit and say, hey, remember that interview with that one podcast that you did, you know, back then? Maybe like, yeah. Yeah. oh man, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a scene from Clerks. Do you have that movie with that guy that did that thing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. anyways. So, okay. yeah, I, I never thought I would be playing hardcore either. So that that's that's my takeaway from the first year of playing. What about with us? Do uh, you guys think that we'd be doing the show? Like, is still as strong as we are? Or? Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always felt that we were doing just fine, but I was just wondering what you guys thought. I was hoping that it would work out well, but mm -hmm. I had no idea. Um, and I've been podcasting forever and seen a lot of shows start out really strong and then just sort of dissipate. So I had no idea what was going to happen with this. But then we started getting, like, we had Nate Kenyon come on. Um, we had Richard Knack come on, you know. Yeah. Um, and I started thinking, yeah, this is something big. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. But I had no yeah. idea when we started. Like, I, I wanted it to be something cool. But at the same time, I was kind of like, eh, a lot of podcasts die about 10 episodes. So let's see, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I really... Uh... I really got the most excited about it is when I mean we we all kind of joked a little bit about Blizzard noticing us or like, hey Blizzard was listening, and then when you yeah. find out that certain people are listening, that was exciting for me. Like I thought that was amazing, and then getting you know mentioned and stuff like that that mm -hmm. that was the coolest thing to me. And then you know not to mention BlizzCon, that's just so I'm so pumped about that. So yeah, have any of you been to BlizzCon before? Nope. Never. I've me watched either. it. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, I've watched it, but we've never been, so... Yeah, it's going to be great. I've never yeah, even been to that, to that state before, so I can't wait for Nevik to party me up on this <laughs> kind of weekend. Well, <laughs> never even been in a plane, so that's going to be an experience. Oh, wow, this is going to be a big thing then. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and the only other thing is, uh, you know, while it's great that blizzards listening what what i love is that you know our community is listening and i love i love getting that that feedback on twitter and mumble and through email you know uh, for sure the the community has really made this show and i'm i'm really really humbled that we have such uh i i, I don't think devout is quite the right word but you know. <laughs> it sounds a little too holy for our group you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's it's just it's been an amazing ride, you know. This first year of Diablo three, I mean, we'll be coming up on our second year anniversary of doing the show in October. So, I, I'm wow. looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I really like that we kind of captured the group of people. I'm guessing, uh, at least that I like too, 
I mean, everyone that pops on Mumble is always is cool. You never know when, you know, the one person's going to be elitacy or jerky, but everybody that's came on, I mean, especially the guys I've talked to in Mumble, everybody just seems like the perfect person I want to play with. You know, I, I enjoy playing with people like Jamie and Scanline, Torak and Jesse and all them guys so much. Like, that's what keeps me coming back or I'd be taking huge breaks as well. You know, that's what half the reason I want to get on so much is to talk with everyone. Yeah. More than even play the game half the time. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's it's in, it's an incredible thing to think about. And uh, I, I can't wait until our, you know, the Diablo 3 second year anniversary and, you know, I don't quite, I can't quite figure out what episode we'll be on, but I'm sure we will still be going on, going strong. We'll be around 80, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. No, I don't think well, so. Because that, that would imply mm. 40 episodes. We, we don't quite do 40 episodes in a year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'd have to start recording a lot more often or, or make like a ton of content at BlizzCon and space it out or something. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what Dead and Waiting will be on by then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we might be all dead by then, so we won't be waiting anymore. <laughs> oh! <laughs> then it'll be Dead and Waiting, the resurrection, or the sequel, or we're something. We're just going to start calling ourselves Dead, Dead, and Dead. Dead, Dead, <laughs> and Dead. The Curse of Nine Pad. <laughs> yeah. So, alright. Uh, yeah, we're, we're bordering on two hours, so I think this is a good time to end the show. So thank you, everybody. You have been listening to episode 40 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you have missed an episode, you can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at ShatteredSoulstone.com. While there, why not join our community forums and talk with other listeners? Just click on the community forums button at the top of the site. If you want to join us in-game, go to our show blog and navigate to our Soulstoners Battle Tags page. There you'll find our battle tags as well as those of many other listeners and i have recently updated it to keep it up to date uh, um yeah other listeners of the show you, you can find all their battle tags there uh this show is powered by you the listener so please send in your contributions thoughts questions and feedback to show at shattered we love twitter so come join and tweet with us um you you notice that twitter takes a very prominent point prominent part of the show but uh, you can find us or er, I'm sorry you can find the show twitter at Shattered Stone I'm at Nevik James Jen is at Queen of Haiku Brasia is at the underscore Brasia and our fourth musketeer is at Lantonio we would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show you can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com thank you for listening until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, gonna go smash some boxes. This has been a production of Dawn Forge. Copyright 2013. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.